0: This is Pickle! Pickle! Pickle, Pickle, Pickle. 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 An ethics podcast for kids. Philosophy! (laughs) (laughs) Small people. Big questions. That's like really weird. Hello and welcome to Pickle. I'm Carl.
1: And I'm Shumita.
0: Wait, is that chocolate cake? Yeah, there's like a whole one in the fridge. You mean Amy's birthday cake? Mm Mm-hmm, Yeah. Shmita, you can't eat that. It's hers, and it's for her birthday. Look, I only took a little bit. I'm telling on you. No, Carl, don't. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't.
1: Because it's wrong to tell on someone.
0: What? I would be doing the right thing if I told Amy. There is no way dobbing on someone is wrong. (laughs) Dobbing? Yeah. In in Australia, we call someone who tells on someone a dobber.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, here in America, we call a dobber a snitch. But anyway, Carl, I bet there would be lots of situations where the right thing to do would be to not tell on someone and just keep it a secret. Prove it. Fine! Today on Pickle, we're looking at ratting, snitching, dobbing, tattling, and telling on someone, Carl. What? Would you tell on me if I was your
0: sister? Well, you're not. What if you thought the rule was stupid? Well, it isn't. What if I were in huge trouble? Jamita, stop eating the cake. You've got like half the thing right there.
2: What are we gonna do? I thought you were gonna do something. It's impossible. It's totally this is too much pickle. 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 <laughs> pickle. Now pickle. Now we're in a pickle. Now we're in a
1: pickle. Now we're in a pickle. Now we're in a pickle. Now we're really in a pickle. 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 Today. We're gonna tell you three little stories, all set at school, and we want you to decide whether it's right to tell on someone or not.
0: So, here we are, actually, outside of school. That's We're in, right. in the playground, there's like this apple court over here, there's drinking fountains. There's buses. We want you to imagine that you're at the undercover area getting ready for sports class. <laughs>
1: What? You're in the what? Getting ready for what? That's what we
0: said back at my school in Queensland. You have your sports class outside in an undercover area.
1: Oh, oh, here in America we'd just say getting ready for gym in the gym.
0: Wait, so you use the same word for both? I guess I never really thought about it. You Americans are so strange.
1: Story number one! Okay, you're in the gym, or whatever you call it, and you're getting ready to play a game of dodgeball today. And your friend Allie is super excited about it. She loves sports and she's kind of a daredevil.
0: Yes, I love dodgeballs. When you walk in, your teacher lines everyone up and then she goes off to get some dodgeballs.
1: While I'm away, no messing around. And don't touch any of this stuff I've set up here. It's all set up for the after-school gymnastics squad. Look,
0: I never see the climbing rope set up. I'm dying to try it. Are you serious? There's no mats down. You can fall. No, I wouldn't. I've climbed ropes like this a million times. This does not look like a good idea. Forget it. I'm going up. Just tell
1: me if you see Miss McGuire coming. At this point, the whole class is watching, and some are even cheering her on.
0: It looks pretty fun. (laughs) But it's
1: kind of dangerous, too. Only the most experienced senior gymnastics students are allowed to use the climbing rope.
0: And only ever with a mat underneath and a teacher supervising. But there's no mat, no teacher, and Allie's already ten feet off the ground and climbing higher. So, what do you do? Do you tell on Allie or not? What would you do, Shamita? Well, she is putting herself in harm's way but maybe she's done this a million times before. She is a good climber.
1: Yeah. Well, let's hear from some other people on this one. On every show, we have a team of students from around the country or around the world who become our brains trust.
2: Brains, 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 brains trust. Brains trust. Brains trust. Brains trust. I would just mind my own business because it'd be their fault if they fell or anything, and then they'd be the one to get in trouble anyways. Like, if I was a person on the rope and and someone's like, told on me, like, I would call them a snitch, definitely, like, 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would um tell on her, too, because um it's the wrong thing to do, and she could really seriously get hurt.
2: At first, I would, like, try to help her down if she gets stuck, and then I would tell the teacher if she's still up there.
0: If they did fail, then I would probably feel a little bit responsible, because I could have maybe prevented it. See, Shumita, I'm right to be telling on you for destroying Amy's beautiful birthday cake. No, no, wait.
1: I mean, okay, sure, you're right. In that situation, maybe it is okay to tell your teacher about Allie because she's putting herself in danger.
0: How's that any different to me telling on you for eating Amy's cake? No one's in any kind of danger just because I ate a little piece of cake. Let's ask Pickle's very own philosopher, Jennifer Morton from City College of New York. Dr. J.
3: Here comes Dr. Jam.
2: Is somebody in a pickle?
1: <laughs>
2: so a snitch seems like someone that is disloyal. And we want our friends and family to be loyal to us, to have our backs, right? Yeah, that's important. We also need to think about what Allie is doing. Is it really that bad? Sure, she's breaking a rule. But she's also testing her physical limits and providing some entertainment for the rest of the class. We also should think about why the rule is in place. What's the rule there for? It seems like the rule is there to protect kids like Allie from getting hurt. So maybe in this case, if you really care about Allie, you should really think about whether snitching might be the right thing to do, although it seems disloyal in the face of it.
0: So being loyal to your friend might mean actually dobbing on them in this situation.
2: Exactly. You want your friends to be loyal to you. But you also want them to take care of you. What if Ellie were to fall? Wouldn't you think you have been a terrible friend to her if she ended up in the hospital? Dr.
0: Jen! See, Shamita, Jen basically just said the right thing to do is to tell on someone if they're putting themselves in harm's way. What was that? Are you eating more of Amy's chocolate cake?
1: don't worry about it. Look, in that situation, maybe it's okay to tell on your friend because they're actually at risk of hurting themselves. But this little piece of cake, it's no biggie.
0: I mean, sure, this whole cake business has nothing to do with danger, but it does have a whole lot to do with justice and fairness. Story number two! So, in this next story, you're in class there are beakers and bottles around the room, and there are a few kids at the back making a diorama of the ocean. Your friend Sean's pulled out his mobile phone in class, and he's playing this super cool new strategy game where you have to conquer kingdoms, and you're using like dwarves and elves, and there are massive battles against like goblins and- Okay,
1: Carl, focus. Besides, this game does not sound class related.
0: Right, sorry. But the thing is, you have a super strict science teacher, Mr. Garcia. If anyone is caught using a cell phone in my classroom, I will confiscate it for a week. Whoa. He's also been known to put whole classes in detention sometimes. And you will have the privilege of spending two weeks' worth of recess with me in detention. You remember this when you see your classmate Sean playing on his phone. Oh, God, come on, come on, come on. He's chasing me again. No, 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 no. So you whisper to him. Sean, put the phone away. Yeah, we're about to get this power. Yes, I'm flying. Sean, you're gonna get us all in trouble. do calm down. Besides, this is way more important. It's the last level. Video games is not your life. Oh, no, 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 no. What was that? Was that a phone? <gasps> you're in big trouble. Everyone, just stop what you're doing. You know the rules. No phones at school. Just this morning, I told you what would happen if you took out your phone in my classroom and someone already has ignored me. So, your friend Sean thinks he's gotten away with it and it looks like you were the only one who noticed it was him playing on the phone.
1: He was breaking the rules. That just doesn't seem fair. Brains,
3: Brains trust. Brains bust. Brains, Brains trust. trust. Brains dust. Ah! Brains, Brains <laughs>
2: trust. I don't think the rule's unfair. You're here to learn after school is when you should be playing on your phone. If they break a rule, I'm
0: one of the people that would just go straight and tell, cause it, I just don't like. You guys know what I mean. Like I hate when I break the rules. I know I break the rules a lot, and people get mad at me because I get I tell on them when they break the rules, but then I break the rules as well. Uh, I probably wouldn't tell, let them learn the consequence instead of me telling them. You you wouldn't like to tell on them, but you feel like it's the right thing, but like you don't want to lose that friend. Most of the time what people do, if they make a mistake and have their phone out, have it rainy or something, they usually
2: blame other people so that they don't have to get in trouble for it.
0: I would probably tell just so it doesn't happen in other classes or more kids. I mean, I'm a rule follower. If I break the rules, I get in trouble. And so um, I follow the rules, and if somebody doesn't, it bothers me. And so then I go into trouble. Well, I agree with the girl who said she's a rule follower. If you break the rules, you should get in trouble. Like if you're stealing someone's cake, Shumita. Ugh,
1: Carl, you would agree with her. I think we should ask our philosopher, Jen Morton, what she thinks. Yeah, Jen, what do
0: you reckon? Jen?
2: Oh, sorry, guys. I was checking my text messages. <laughs> So we might approach this case by really thinking through the consequences. What would happen if you told on Sean? Well, we know that he'd get into really big trouble with Mr. Garcia. But he might also learn a lesson. And it's really annoying when students use their cell phones in my class. Maybe I should have this rule? No, Jen, I really think this rule is unfair.
1: I mean, having your phone taken away for a whole week? Isn't that a little too harsh?
0: But everyone knows the rules in the class, so isn't the fair thing... To abide by those
2: rules? Well, imagine that I had a rule that if you used your cell phone in my class, I would cut your head off. I don't think you would say the same thing in that case. You wouldn't say, well, we should all abide by the rules because, you know, we all knew the rules beforehand and we all knew we'd get our head cut off if we used our phone. That rule seems blatantly unjust.
0: So does that mean, then, if I think the consequences are too harsh, I can just ignore the rule?
2: Well, that gets really tricky. Because what would happen if everybody ignored the rules in the school whenever they thought that the rule was too harsh? I'd probably be on my phone all the time.
0: The classroom might descend into chaos. It'd be crazy in there.
2: Exactly. So... We don't want to allow that every student just gets to ignore a rule every time they think a rule is unjust or unfair. The rules are there to keep us in check. And sometimes that means that we have to abide by a rule, even if we think it's not the best rule or it could be better. If you really think a rule is unjust, the thing to do might be to take it upon yourself to think about how to change it.
3: Dr. J.
0: Oh, that's our studio engineer. Uh, oh, he'd make us take a break. Yep, time to take a quick break. Thanks for the heads up, Isaac.
3: We'll be right back. You're listening to Pickle from WNYC Studios. Our website is picklepodcast.org. You'll find a video there of Carl and Shumita and a link to a survey we'd love you to check out. This is one of our first kids' podcasts, and your feedback will help us figure out what to do next.
2: We're back!
0: This is Pickle, and let's get back into it. Story
1: number three! Okay, so you're heading into your school assembly, and up there on the stage is your principal getting ready to speak to everyone, and they don't look happy. Good morning, everyone. I have a very serious announcement to make. As you all know, earlier this week, we just finished repainting the primary school building, including the bathrooms but we've just found out that the boys' bathroom has been vandalized. Settle down, everybody. I'll wait. I'll wait till you're all finished. There are a bunch of little smiling poop emojis all over the walls and dividers in the bathroom. (laughs) Amazing. And they're drawn on with spray paint and markers. Quiet, please. This is a very serious problem, as it will cost the school a lot of money to repaint the bathrooms. So, if you know who did this, I ask you to tell me or your teacher about it immediately after the assembly.
0: Whoa, that is so bad. But also, those emojis kind of sound funny.
1: Of course they're funny. That's my most used emoji.
0: So, wait, let me guess. You know who did it, right?
1: Exactly. And after the assembly, you're walking out with your friend. Oh my God, did you hear the principal?
3: They said that there was poop emojis everywhere. I know, right? It's on the stalls, in the bathroom, everywhere. I wish I knew who did it. Yeah, about that. Wait a second, you know? You have to promise you can't tell anyone. I promise. It was. But then you see out of the corner of your eye, your teacher
1: standing right behind you.
3: <gasps> oh no, wait a second. Do one of you know who did the graffiti?
0: Um, no. Yeah, I wish I knew who it was, so I would come straight to you. This is so scary. Do you tell on them? Well, there's one
1: very important piece of information before you make that decision. The suspense is killing me. It was your older brother, Lucas. (gasps) Oh, no, not Lucas. No, Carl, you don't actually have a brother, Lucas. This is just a story, remember?
0: No, I know, I know.
1: All right, anyway, Lucas, your fake brother... He's a really good person, and he's a great painter. So, what do you do? Let's hear how our brains trust answered the question when we told them about the scenario where you have to decide whether to tell on your sibling, whether it's a brother or a sister. Brain brain, Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Wait, what are we saying (laughs) anymore? Brains trust. Oh, oh, I get it,
2: I get it. Brains Brains. trust. That's a hard one because, like, it's your family member. Well, family has to come first because, like, they're the person you'll probably be with, like, the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if you're my
0: brother or sister or really close friend. It's it's not the right thing to do. It, and that, um, that could also bring your connection with them stronger. She needs to be punished so she doesn't do it again. My family goes, if you get in trouble at school, you get in trouble at home too. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't tell on my sibling because I love them and I care for them. And if the teachers heard me, I'd probably try to get out and say that I was just kidding and stuff. Like, if it's uh, something to my family, I will break as many rules as I have to for
3: my family. A lot of families are out in the country or places like Oklahoma, they rely on each other. Mm -hmm. You've known them all your life, and you've gotten to know them before
2: anyone or anything else. It's just that sticks in your mind and puts them at the top. And rules are later in your life, and it all comes down to primal instinct. You know, Carl,
1: it's true what many of those kids were saying. Most of us are taught that, you know, family comes first before anything else.
0: But I can also think of loads of situations where you wouldn't necessarily protect a loved one like if they committed a really terrible crime.
1: Hmm. Well, let's see what Pickle's ethicist Jen has to say about that.
2: (laughs) Okay, so in the first case, we looked at loyalty to a friend, and in the second one, loyalty to a classmate. But in this one, it's loyalty to a family member. It's your brother. And that seems like a pretty special, demanding kind of loyalty. Family is supposed to have your back. And in this case, it might seem like what family requires of you is that you don't snitch on your brother.
0: But at the same time, there's some pretty bad consequences for what Lucas has done here. He's vandalized the whole toilet block.
2: Yeah, what if he gets suspended or something? Lucas has done something that's pretty bad, and it has bad consequences not just for— the school's wall, but potentially for all the other kids. So one consideration that might come in here is whether you think it would be fair for someone else to get the blame for what Lucas did.
0: Right. So you're saying then that if you don't tell on your older brother Lucas, then someone innocent could get in trouble for what's happened.
2: Exactly. And maybe snitching is okay if you're trying to protect an innocent person from getting into trouble for something that they didn't do.
1: In this scenario, I think I'd feel really bad snitching on my brother because
0: he's going to get in a lot of trouble for this. I mean, I love my family, but do you really need to stand up for them in situations like this? Do you owe them that much?
2: Well, philosophers have thought a lot about this because it seems like, from an ethical point of view, everybody should count equally. Your family shouldn't get special treatment. And yet... Family is, for most of us, a really important aspect of our lives. They've been there for us for a long time, and you might think that that comes with special obligations. Well, one of the kids in our brains trust group said that families should come even before rules. Is it fair to think that way? Philosophers have been skeptical of family for this very reason. So Plato, an ancient Greek philosopher, thought that we shouldn't have families at all. And he thought this because he thought family... Actually, often led you astray from what justice required. So, when you're protecting Lucas, you're in fact protecting him from doing something that damages the community and the school, and that seems unfair. There goes Dr. Jim.
0: I can't believe they let her bring her motorcycle into the studio. Tell you what, philosophers are super cool. What a boss, right? Okay, so, Shavita, I've been thinking about it, and I guess if it was my real-life little sister in that situation and she had painted the poop emojis, even if it felt a little unethical, I'd probably find it too hard to tell on her. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I could do it.
1: See? I knew it. You can't tell on me for eating Amy's cake. Wait, What? Come on, we're in the same exact situation right now.
0: Whoa, 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 hang on a second. That is totally different to the story where I had to tell on a sibling, because you're not my sibling.
1: Oh, come on, Carl. We've been hanging out so much. You can't tell on your
0: co-host. Uh, Shmita, <laughs> Now that I think about actually telling Amy, it, it is hard. Can't you just tell her yourself that you ate it? Nope. ah. Uh, It's all on me to decide?
1: Okay, it's not all on you, Carl. We've got so many listeners out there. So let's find out what our listeners think. We want you to write to us.
0: Just head to picklepodcast.org and tell us what you think I should do about Shumita's terrible, unethical, immoral, horrible cake eating. It's so good. Come on, just try some. Now, we wanted to say a big thank you to the students in our Brains Trust today from Cleveland Middle School in Oklahoma.
1: And IS-318 in Brooklyn, New York. Alright okay, everyone. See you next time.
0: Wait, Shamita, how, how did you get more cake in here?
1: There's so much more cake left in the fridge. I just took a little slice. Have some, Carl.
0: <sighs> Unbelievable.
3: Pickle is produced by Emily Botin, Amy Pearl, Kyla Slarvin, and Paula Schumann. Sound design and original music by Isaac Jones. Mixing help from Jeremy Bloom and Matt Boynton. With support from Sarah Sandback and Danielle Guimet. Tell us what you think. Write us a review on iTunes. Pickle is a co-production of WNYC Studios and the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, where the series originated as short and curly.